Good morning. It is February 11th, 2024. This is episode 74 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. Happy Football Sunday. I don't think I'm actually allowed to say the name of the tournament without getting some sort of copyright infringement or something. This is another travel edition. I hope you are all doing fantastic. This is a podcast by a dreamer for dreamers. Stand-up comedian and actor just out here trying to figure out this game. So I have been in Temecula, California all weekend performing at the world-famous Pachanga Hotel, Resort, and Casino. It is a very, very nice facility. And overall, I had a great time. My shows last night, I... I really struggled in the 7 o'clock show, and it really threw me off. And it's just, man, I'll tell you, it's frustrating that even still, you know, I've been doing stand-up almost 10 years, that it just seems sometimes I just still get in my head and just, I don't know. I don't know what happens. Um, The crowd was great. It was not the crowd's fault. And again, I will be the first to say that almost always if the comedian is not doing well, it's because the comedian is not doing well and not because the crowd was X, Y, and or Z. And this was definitely not the case. And I think it's a situation and this is, you'll hear this fairly often in the stand-up comedy world that sometimes you'll go up and you'll do a set and you think it killed. Sometimes you'll go up and do a set and you think it bombed. And then when you actually listen to the tape or watch the tape, you'll realize that these incredible sets actually weren't that great. And you'll realize that the bombs actually weren't that bad. (laughs) Uh, This is a case where I'm definitely hoping it is the latter. Because I didn't really feel... I I don't know. There was something just up front where I, I don't know. I... I don't think I I don't think I pre- prepared myself emotionally um for the stage. I I had just a weird day during the day. I was in a bit of a funk. Um and I just don't think I did enough to prepare myself emotionally to just go on stage and be very present and be very emotional and or emotionally vulnerable. And and I can feel that sometimes. I can feel that sometimes when I'm on stage when my physiology is in the wrong state and it is a horrible state because I can't, once I get in that state when I'm on stage, I don't know how to shake it. And... I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And it's just this state of, oh man, I am not able to really be here. It's like I have a, just this sort of pit in my stomach isn't the best explanation. Um, There's sort of a sinking feeling in my heart area in whatever chakra that is. And 
yeah, I don't know. It, and then and it just puts me in more of a fear-based, oh no, I don't think these people like me and I have done something to offend them or um, or maybe if, you know, maybe it's not offended them, but I just haven't really won their trust. And so they don't really, you know, feel like they want to be open and expressive in return and laugh and like really laugh. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what happened because it was a great crowd. It was a packed house. Both the opening act and the closer did well, right? So can't blame the audience. God, I have to look inwardly. And I did talk to the uh, host. The host was really cool. Um, a local guy out here in Temecula. And I was, I just go, was, was that as bad as it seemed? I was like, I felt like I was really struggling. He's like, no, dude, you're overthinking it. Which maybe I was. Also, maybe he was being nice. There was also a server who was really cool. I'm going, man, was that as rough as it felt? Like you were in the back of the room. Was that bad? And she goes, no, what are you talking about? Um. So that's the other thing is, yeah, how much of that was in my head and how much of that was the audience going, oh, no, that was really funny, you know, but I just maybe didn't, you know, I, I just didn't get them to a point to where they were laughing uproariously, uproariously at every single bit. So, you know, it messed with me a little bit. Nine, The 9.30 show came along. Um it was a bit of a smaller audience and I just went out and I I riffed, which for some reason when I riff, it just puts me in a state of ease. If I can get them laughing at my improvisation and then I ride that energy into my material, that seems to be when I do the best. And um, that's the thing is I tried to riff a little bit up front on the 7 p.m. show. I just don't think I did a good job of it. Um. But I know I I had I was already in that energy, so I carried that energy on stage, and so I'm sure even when I was interacting with the crowd, I I wasn't doing it from a place of presence and confidence, and so I began overthinking and overanalyzing every response and everything, and then my mind was more on shutdown mode, and so I wasn't able to be as quick and vulnerable and risky, like I wasn't taking any risks. Um, so I don't know, nine o'clock show, I took tons of risks. I was saying some pretty, um, you know, edgy things and, but doing so because I knew I had the crowd with me. And so they trusted me. I trusted them. And I'm glad that that was my final show and not the other way around. Otherwise I would be, uh, you know, in bad shape emotionally. <laughs> At least I sort of ended on a good note. Um, but yeah, I, uh, man, I'll tell you, I've been trying to figure out the social media thing all weekend. Just, um, if you listen yesterday, it's like everything I'm doing isn't working and I'm going, I just need to start experimenting and I just need to try a different idea, try a different format and then post it and see if I can find any idea that, gets actually any traction whatsoever and I'll tell you man that is that is the name of the game and um so I actually had an idea and I filmed it tonight I'm actually a little nervous because 
I, I realize that what I'm actually doing, I'm going to be very real. And again, this podcast is all about me being transparent is there was this guy who used to do TikTok videos and he had a very specific format and he was a comedian and every single one of his videos was the exact same format, exact same music. Um, and they were really funny. And he was kind of complaining about work. So all of his videos had to do with, um, it would usually start with the customer saying some sort of thing that customers, like you just think of like a retail store or a grocery store, something that a customer would say. And then he assumes the role of the employee and it's like, what is the employee actually thinking? So, you know, an example might be, um, hey, uh, oh, you're out of this item. Can you check in the back? And then it'll be like, no, the back isn't some magical place. And then he'll do like a couple riffs on how like, no, we're not going to check in the back. And I, I was thinking of this idea and when I started to write it, it really fell into his same format, but I'm doing it with, with something totally different. And I got a little nervous. I'm going like, man, is this just straight up plagiarizing? Because I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about the topic at all that he's talking about, but the format is very similar. Um, so I'm going, well, man, is this actually just straight up copying this guy or am I differentiating enough? Reality is if I'm thinking about it, it's probably not. But I had this idea and I couldn't think of any other way. When I thought about what I wanted to do, I just, this guy's format and, and his videos have just been resurfacing. I, I first discovered him about a year ago and then I hadn't seen him in a while. And then all his videos just started popping up. So I have that like, it's like hearing a song in your head, you know, and then trying to write a song, but all you can hear is that one. And so like the song maybe, you know, has a similar format. Um, kind of, it's like the, the, the layout template is similar, but I've just swapped in my own details. And at the same time I'm going, well, that's what every song, movie, television show, play, poem has been since the dawn of time which is you know there there's a pattern and there's a format and then you just swap in your own take for it so I don't know I'm kind of curious if what I did if it actually gets any traction if somebody's gonna like see that and call me out on it see that I mean I'll tell you the amount of like fear-based thought process that goes into just putting anything out there. What are people going to think? What are they going to say? Are they going to oust me for that? Oust me for this? What I uh, what's funny about that is um, the video that I posted actually talks about um, I'm I'm calling to attention that phrase "fake it till you make it," and the joke is "fake it till you make it." Yeah, that only actually that that only actually work that only works if you actually make it. Otherwise, you're just a fraud and a failure. Um, so anyway, and, th and then I just have a couple taglines. But again, it's like like almost beat for beat, very similar to what that other guy was doing, um, to where I can almost feel his cadence, like the cadence that he established in in my um, in what I'm doing. And 
like how I do the music and everything. I'm just going, man, I really am just like plug, plug and playing this other guy's format. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm, if I will feel good enough about that, but man, it's like coming up with a brand new format as well as the content to put in the format. It's, it's so hard to just not look at, oh, well, this is what this guy has been doing that has been successful. So I'll take what he did and then put my own spin on it, do my own take on it. You know, I'll just pull, I'll just be the uh, Bill Gates to his Steve Jobs. I don't know. So I posted that first video tonight and who knows, maybe it won't, won't get any traction anyway. And it'll just have about the same efficacy as every other video that I post, which is not much. It was uh, interesting. I was talking to both the comics who were on the on the show tonight and just talking about how much the comedy game has changed, even over in just the la- uh, over the last couple of years. But um, the headliner is has been in the game a long time. I think he's in his sixties. He might even be pushing seventy and still very healthy and very very funny. Just it, you can just tell. You know, he's just honed his craft. Uh, to the minutest detail he was so funny and he was just talking about how yeah when he came up it was you uh get your seven minutes set you go to new york you go to la you try to get that set in front of any of the bookers for late night or whatever and then you know you get that late night set and then hopefully that leads to tv acting deals and you know, up you go, and it's just going, yeah, you know, today's market, it just doesn't seem like that exists anymore. I mean, it just seems very rare. I mean, people don't even really watch late-night television, and everything is online, and everything is streaming, and everything is social media, and capturing people's attention in three seconds, or they're going to swipe right away, and a lot of times it's probably less than three. So, yeah, it's 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 just really fascinating, and it is really hard not to get discouraged and to look at that and just go, man, how the heck am I going to cut through just millions and millions and millions of content producers and comics and performers and content creators? And there are content creators that that's their full-time career. That's their full-time company is to go at social media and be successful at it. It's like, well, that's... I'm competing for the same eyeballs that Mr. Beast is competing for. You know, is my little video going to be more interesting than a Mr. Beast video? <laughs> you know, but it's, but that's the, but that's the game. And at the same time, not only am I competing against Mr. Beast, I'm also competing against every movie on Netflix, every movie on HBO, every movie on Showtime, every movie on Hulu, every television station on Dish Network, every um, YouTube video ever. Um, you know, Amazon Prime videos. Yeah, I mean, it just the the saturation of content is just just mind boggling, and yet that's the game is to try to cut out a piece of that attention. Um, and if you don't do it on in person or you got to do it on social media or if you don't do it on social media you got to find a way to do it in person i was i was talking to the host and i said you know most of my videos on tiktok it just gets 200 views which by the way is like the baseline i think that's um tiktok's sort of test market like yeah we'll give you 200 freebies the rest you got to earn and if your video doesn't hit certain thresholds 
doesn't keep people's attention, you know, doesn't stop the scroll, then you get 200 views and good luck to you. Um, and I was just thinking, it's actually very rare for me to do a show in front of 200 people, right? So for me to show up to a comedy show, it's like there wasn't a single show tonight that had 200 people in it. There's probably over 200 if you add up all four shows. Matter of fact, it was definitely, it was probably all four shows, maybe pushing 350 um, people overall. So it's like, okay, so I had to drive to Temecula to get in front of 350 people live in person. But online, I could potentially get in front of 4 billion or however many people are on social media. And even those videos that aren't doing well get 200 views. So it's like every time I post a video and gets 200 views, I've pretty much gotten the same similar amount of viewership as as a comedy club with but online has the the chance just that off chance that it could potentially be up to millions if you happen to hit a video that hits that stride you know that hits that uh that viral that viral thread so anyway yeah the game has just changed and you know, the days of, well, just be really funny and show up um, and eventually somebody will discover you and then give you an opportunity. It just seems like those days are further and further in the in the rearview mirror. So this is the this is the game that I'm navigating, that every comic is navigating, that any content creator is navigating. And it's also in the acting world and the writing world. It, it, I mean, it's just all saturated with talented people and you have to find a way to be be the one who is chosen and and can pull the eyeballs and can and can keep can attract and keep the attention of enough eyeballs to be successful. And that is the name of the game. And. It's to me, it's just a matter of, well, that is the game. Do you want to play that game or not? And if you don't want to play that game, then we'll do something else because it's not always a fun game. <laughs> and uh, you gotta pick you gotta pick the game that you you can play through the hard times that you want to keep playing through the hard times as much as as the good times. And I've said it plenty of times. I didn't choose comedy. Comedy chose me, and I don't know why. Anytime that I've wanted to quit or have just been absolutely discouraged and have had enough, without fail, some sort of random opportunity would pop up in comedy that would pull me back in and just going, all right, well, you know, maybe it's not all over yet, and, and you know, maybe I don't need to give up and focus on selling insurance or something. I don't know. So anyway, overall, had a great trip here in Pechanga. I had three out of four shows went really well. <laughs> only, only had one show that for some reason I just wasn't in the pocket. Totally on me. And uh, so Heading back to Arizona, and I've got a bunch of stuff going on this week. I have a couple of corporate gigs. 
I have a gig at JP's Comedy Club. And then I have another casino gig on Thursday. I have a casino, another casino gig on on Sunday. And Sunday, I also have a film shoot. So I'm going to be doing a film shoot Sunday morning and then off to my casino gig. And a commercial that I filmed back in November for ADP is airing. A buddy of mine saw me on television. How about that, everybody? For my two-second cameo in an ADP uh, commercial. It's for the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. And it's golf-themed and... If you've seen it, it's I'm sort of in a break room at like a corporate office. And then I see on the television in this break room that there's all of these golfers who are um, starting to run or something like that. And then I just have a quick reaction to that. So I am bald employee in kitchen number one in the ADP commercial which is airing currently or you can go to my Facebook and Instagram I think I posted a a picture or a screenshot of it so you know everybody I'm just moving along doing the best I can trying to keep my head above water to stay in the game push through when I have bad shows and or I'm feeling discouraged because it happens regularly you know, more often than I would like to admit. And so if you're out there and you're on your dream path and you're struggling, just know, hey, I get it. And hopefully you can uh, push through, keep moving forward. Because that's all there is to me. There's just movement. There's just movement. And at the end of the day, I really do feel that as long as it's still in your heart. Now, there is perfectly justifiable reasons for being you know whatever that dream was that I was pursuing not feeling that anymore my heart's going somewhere else I say fantastic that's great but if the dream is still calling to you as far as I can tell the only name of the game is not quitting and as long as you are not quitting you actually are successful Because there is no winning in this game of dreams. There's only playing the game or not playing the game. And if you are still in the game, you are winning. No matter how much money you have, no matter how successful you perceive yourself to be, whatever big milestones you have or have not hit, just stay in the game and try to enjoy that journey as much as possible. At least that is what I am seeking to do. So... I think that is enough for today. So this is, again, episode 74 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast Travel Edition, February 11th, 2024. I hope you have an enjoyable day watching the big football game. And that if you have a dog in that fight, may your team arise victorious. All right, everybody, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow.